Oi, oi, oi. That's a podcast for me and a podcast for you. Well, I really gotta come up with something better than oi. Said that the last three podcasts. But you know what? It's all good. I'll just keep on trucking. I really gotta come up with a good term. Good, like, booyah. This is a podcast. Or something. I don't know. I'll come up with something. Uh, it's November 29th, uh, year is 2017, and robots have taken over the Earth. This is the first day. No, I'm joking. But I do think that since this is a digital recording, and this time, unless the world ends uh, 600 years from now, you could be hearing this uh, podcast and hear me rattle on. might actually think that the robots have taken over at this time. <laughs> well, without further ado, let's get into some news. <sighs> Before the news, actually. Let me, let me throw this out. I haven't podcasted in a few days. It's been exactly... Four days. It's insane. It's an addiction. You need to keep the podcast strong, you know? Well, anywho. Podcast for me. Here we go get some news going. Alright, here we go. Here's the headline. And bear with me, I'm not really good at reading. So, here we go. Hugo Slav, war criminal, dies after drinking poison to end UN court hearing. So, this guy, his name is, oh, it's a tough one, Slobodan Pralajak. So, he get, he's in this, this tribunal, I guess. And um, they're doing this thing where they're, uh, I guess, uh, trying him for crimes against humanity. Right? And uh, they're, they're sentencing him to... I don't know. They're sentencing him some, to, to prison, I guess. And what Homeboy does right then and there is drink poison. And, uh, yeah, that's what you're... I don't know. I, it's confusing how the article's written. Uh, the, well, as you're reading the article, it looks like, or the headline, if anything, it looks like um, they're sentencing him, and then he drinks the poison right then and there, kind of grandiose. When it turns out, he's doing an appeal, and as he's appealing, his, because so I guess in 2013 they gave him 20 year uh, prison sentence. 2017, I guess he has like an appeal hearing. And at that point in time, he takes his poison in him and says, Hey, look, bro, you better suspend this. And uh, I guess he just dies. So that's the end of him. And so he got a 20-year sentence for some crime he did against humanity for some war that happened. And I was confused by this. I was like, Yugoslav war criminal. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? I mean, like, in fact, I think the only time he was news is when he did this. All he did was just uh, to make himself infamous or famous, as it were, was to drink some poison just as he was sentenced, which I guess that's a new thing. Uh, Ethnic-based war, it was between 1991 and 1999. Uh... And what I 
had to Google this guy up, honestly, because I didn't understand any of the concepts of that was going on. Why is this news? I really do understand that the reason that this is news is because he killed himself while at a hearing. That's about it. But until then, I didn't know who the fuck this guy was. All he did in the war was, uh, he was just a guy in charge of shit. And, uh, when they, I guess, when they tried him for crimes against humanity, humanity, he had nine counts of, uh, like, breaches of the Geneva Convention, which I guess, like, as, as head honcho, as the, the side he was affiliated, he, um, treated people, like, nine people, he treated, uh, badly, like, you know, sexual assault and things like that, only because he's in charge, not because he did it himself, but they do specify that it was an indirect or direct, meaning some of these he did, some of things he didn't, that's very vague. And then also customs and war, nine counts of violations of law of or customs and war, cruel treatment. That's just being a shitty guy, in in the sense of uh, like having criminals or not criminals. Uh, what what is it called? Uh, prisoners of war, which kind of seems like the same thing as the other one, because you got breaches of the Geneva Convention, meaning when you get a you know prisoner and he does bad things. And then he's got violations of customs of war. I guess that's something where you're just bad. But that's like a double, a double like uh, punishment for the same thing. You killed him and you ended his life. And eight crime, eight counts of crimes against humanity, which is the same kind of thing, you know, killing people uh, just because, you know, like hey, they're all black, kill them, that kind of thing. Which is kind of funny, because he's got 9 and 9 of the same thing, double jeopardy, and then 8. So, one guy got left out, I'm just saying. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he just uh, drinks some poison, and he is a goner. And that is the end of him. And the only reason he re made the news, when the article isn't even well written, it's just because he killed himself during um, a repeal. And that's just sad, how the outcome of news is going it's like uh, it's like what, what can make the news first it's not more it's not about news and details it's just more like tuned to a child it's like a headline and a couple of words and then if you're interested like I was you have to google pretty much everything and hope for the best bad job news bad job so uh, same so within this month, you know, we got all the child sex people and all that, and the the actors and fa pretty much famous people, celebrities, you know, sexually abusing people and what have you. And the new victim here, or new predator, I guess, is Matt Lauer, lawyer, Lauer, Matt Lauer. Um, man. He's like a cornerstone celebrity, you know. He was on the news. He's on the news. And he's on the Today Show and things like that. And uh, he's a journalist, I guess. If that even means anything. And he reports the news. If that means anything, I mean, whatever. In this time period, guys like this don't really get caught for things like that. And um, he got fired because he, I guess, talked to some lady. And try to ask for some sex. And, um, they were like.
like, fuck this guy. It's funny too because he's 59. He don't look 59. He looks like 70. He didn't age well. Yeah, as I'm reading the article, it really doesn't specify what he did, nor do I care what he did because, you know, they just say he sexually assaulted somebody. Uh, I guess he just tried to get it on with girls and they didn't like that. So I guess another guy got caught trying to get with some chicks and it's a no-no in this time period because he was in a place of power. Pretty sure he was the janitor and no one gave a shit. So Matt Lar, here's to you. Oh, I didn't mean to drink, but here it goes. Uh, Alright, here we go. Uh, <laughs> I just picked this one out because it was funny. Blundering police officer accidentally tasers his partner during arrest. Now, once again, these articles are terrible. They don't really give you much. They just, like, give you bare bones what goes down. So I guess uh, this cop... He goes to, they, they get called, these two cops get called in for domestic abuse. And one cop's like, this fucking guy is resisting arrest. So, of course, we're going to tase him. So they go to tase him, and he tases his partner by a stupid fuck. I mean, number one thing about electrocuting somebody with a taser is don't get your partner. It shows some very comical pictures. You guys really got to Google it. Um, as he sh uses the stun gun on his partner, he says, Sorry, sorry, Nick. The officer tells his partner he realizes what he had done. You're alright. You're alright. I guess they tase each other off then. <laughs> That's about it. I just thought it was funny. Cops just tasing each other. It's supposed to be something they do on the fly, you know. They're hanging out in the cop car and thinking, Hey, I wonder what this feels like. And they start tasing each other. Idiots. Here's another news story. President Trump's official Christmas card wishes Americans Merry Christmas rather than Obama's Happy Holidays. So I guess uh, the presidents of this time uh, sends these cards to people, I guess. Yeah, I guess he sends these cards to people. And uh, it's like, you know, Merry Christmas and all that. So Obama usually said happy holidays, and that makes kind of sense for a president, you know. Uh, America is made up of different um, cultures, so not everyone does Christmas. Mass, the, the vast majority of people do Christmas, but there's other people who do um, you know, other things. And Obama was world presidential, said happy holidays. And then Trump says Merry Christmas, and so course fuck him right but I mean it should be either way if you say Merry Christmas that's cool if you say Happy Holidays that should be cool as well because I mean how dare you attack a president for saying Merry Christmas I mean good God I mean Christmas is celebrated that's legit it could have been as simple as if he said Happy Kwanzaa or whatever the fuck of course a very presidential way of saying is hey Merry Christmas Happy Holidays, and that's a catch-all. But at least he's, like, standing for, you know, something. I mean, Merry Christmas. I, Hey, man, I would have said Merry Christmas, too. I wouldn't even thought thought of that, Happy Holidays. And if you would have said, I don't celebrate Christmas, I would have okay, sorry. Uh, ha what day you celebrate? Happy Kwanzaa, whatever? I'd be like, Happy Kwanzaa. 
wouldn't be a thing. The fact that you make it a thing makes it shitty. I'm <laughs> you guys are fucking shit up here. Shitting on people for saying Merry Christmas. I mean, it's fucking Christmas. Christmas isn't what it used to be. Jesus, whatever. It's more about, you know, getting together with people, eating some food, and giving some gifts, man. Fucking, let's keep that purity going. But, hey, fuck it. Let's shit on him for that. You know, we're shitting on him for stupid things, and not the real things that we should be shitting on him. But maybe that's a plan that I'm not aware of. Uh, here we go. Um, here's the headline. Arby's bought Buffalo Wild Wings. Now that's a big deal because one, I love Arby's. Oh God, I love Arby's. I love their roast beef sandwiches with the cheese. It's so good, and I love their uh, chicken sandwiches. They're fucking fantastic. And then I love their. Um, they have these pumpkin milkshakes at, um, around the holidays, which I haven't gotten this year, but they're really good. And they bought well, Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh my God, that's news onto itself. That's not even the headline, but they bought them. I guess that is the headline. I don't give a fuck. I can't believe that. I would figure, if anything, Buffalo Wild Wings would have bought Arby's, because I thought Buffalo Wild Wings was way more popular. I mean, holy shit, have you ever been to Buffalo Wild Wings? If not, stop listening to me right now, or listen to me on the way to a Buffalo Wild Wings, eat some Buffalo Wild Wings, and, and then go back to me, or whatever. Goddamn, their chicken wings are fucking great. I like the garlic parmesan. That's my favorite. Or the habanero uh, mango one. That's fucking great. <sighs> Getting hungry just talking about it. Uh, they got a combined menu now. Let's read some of this shit. Half a pound of beef and cheddar sandwich dipped in bourbon honey mustard. That's normal. That's Arby's food. Rolled in desert heat, seasoned, and deep fried. That's normal. Uh, our suggestion for this menu is full of abominations now. Oh, because they deep fried it. That's stupid. Cheese curd bacon burger with a pizza slider. Yeah, what the fuck? This is a stupid article. But holy shit, I can't believe they bought them. The combination of those two. Oh, it's ungodly. It's like the, the seventh sign has been unlocked. Arby's and Buffalo Wild Wings put together. Jesus Christ. That's insane. Those are like fucking awesome places and they, they came together okay little known fact I love chicken wings alright people who listen to this podcast I love chicken wings to an extreme I should get a chicken wing tattoo ah, I digress alright so here's another one Elon Musk's tweets uh, give creepy insight into the future of humanoid robots so he tweets something about, okay, so there was this, in the news now, within this month, I saw it last week, uh, this robot did a backflip. Boston Dynamics uh, Atlas robot does a uh, backflip, which is owned by Google. Here, here's a weird thing that I hope I don't get killed by Google, is that Google owns Boston Dynamics. They also own, um, uh, Boston Dynamics is a robot company, like they're the forefront of making robots. And uh, they also own AI. They own four of the companies that make AI. And uh, they own AI and they own robots. What the fuck, guys? If that is not Robot Apocalypse or Skynet or what have you, I don't know what it is. But anyways, they own those companies, which is a little known fact. Uh, okay, so, it, so this robot does a backflip. That's a thing. 
and Elon Musk says, "Hey man, in a few years' time, that bot will make, will, that bot will move so fast that you'll need a strobe light to see it." Uh, sweet dreams. So he just puts that out there because he's a nerd. That's who Elon Musk is. He's just a fucking nerd. He's saying that robots can will be able to move really fast, basically, you know, and, and you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, I googled uh, Elon Musk. I always thought he was a genius. But it turns out he's a second, but Elon Musk, he's like your average smart guy and who had opportunity. So he gets his PhD and everything like that, 24, all that good stuff. But really, he's just a hard worker and he's real smart. And uh, the only reason why people take whatever he says some things, like SpaceX, you know, with the rockets, uh, privately funded rockets that go in space, and he wants to go to Mars, and he talks about going to Mars a lot, and he made Tesla. But in reality, he's not really a genius. He's just a real smart guy. And a lot of people like to think he's a genius, but really he's not. I don't. I mean, maybe maybe he is a genius in the sense that he's smarter than me. I give you that. But here's a genius. Uh, science wonder kit urges making science beneficial to humanity. This guy, Taylor Wilson. Now Taylor Wilson built a fusion reactor in his garage at age 14. A fusion engine. That's a genius. At age 14 he makes a fusion engine. <laughs> now that's a genius. Elon Musk did not do that. This is a genius. He looks kind of weird. He looks like a little girl, but I guess that's what geniuses do. They kind of look like weird. He's 22. I guess he got sucked up by some private organization because I tried to Google him and I can't really find him. He did a TED Talks and just disappeared. He didn't really make much news. But he's looking up some science things and he's doing things like you know, making a fusion reactor and stuff. That's a genius. So, never forget, you know, you got your Elon Musk. Did he make a fusion reactor at age uh, 14? No, he did not. Need to get his PhD at 26. Now, you know, there you go. Food for thought. Okay. Alright, so, <clears throat> let me break something down some nerd things. Uh,. The, uh, see here, what is it called? The Avengers trailer came down. And, oof. It was, it was awesome. It was really good. They had, um, they had everyone in there. They had the Iron Man, they had Strange, they had Hulk, and they had Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy all together. And they showed one scene in which, um, Thanos rips the, uh, soul gem or the mind gem off of vision I guess whatever and I guess vision gets with uh, Scarlet Witch because it seems like they're just like getting down with each other and it looks like uh, Thanos gets like two or three of the gems and I bet there's a narrative in which the gems don't all work unless he gets them all together or some stupid shit like that because he gets three three of the gems and uh I guess they're moving in that direction. It looks like in this one, Iron Man has a, the Hulk Buster armor, and 
I guess he's using it to fight Thanos, which I guess that'll be cool. I'm drinking beer right now, so pardon my bourbon. Mm. The trailer is pretty cool because it's Spider-Man's in it. I guess he's wearing the Iron Spider. In the end, I hope that Star-Lord is the hero because he's my favorite person in the whole wide world. Um, so, what's well, it for those kinds of news? I've been watching The Flash lately. And uh, what I did was I watched The Flash, uh, watched like three episodes just now. And, um, man, that show is terrible, dude. What happened? The Flash used to be really, really good. I mean, you watch that season one, and I, I defy you to find a uh, show that's better than that. Season one of The Flash was primo. It had, I don't know what happened. The, the science was there. They were trying to figure things out. And, uh, you had a villain and, and uh, plot twists and, and the, uh, inspiration, you know, hero winning in the end. I mean, just whew, was really, really, really good. And then, um, yeah, then it just like shat itself because then you watch season two, he fights a villain pretty much the same way. Uh, same thing. It's like uh, in the first season, he fights a, a super fast guy. And season two, he fights a season super fast guy. And season three, he fights a super fast guy. And, and then season four now is he fights a super smart guy who thinks as fast as he is. And uh, that's about it, really. Um, right now, he's fighting a dude. Man, I have to say, man, I cried crazily on that last season, that first season, where, uh, okay, so, uh, so it gets to a point where Barry goes, the Flash goes to, uh, back, goes back in time to the day, the day his mother, um, dies, and, um, he, he remembers as a kid, some you know like the evil flash went and killed his mom so he goes to stop it right so just as he goes out to stop himself being killed his future self looks at him and says no don't do this and so what the hero does is closes the door and listens to his mother die and uh comes out and he goes to um I guess be with his mom right before she dies. And he tries to explain to her, you know, who he is, and she doesn't understand because she's dying. And then he watches her die. I mean, that's just fucking crazy. That was so sad. Then he comes back to the future and he fights this villain and he stops some fucking wormhole somehow. And it was pretty epic. That was a great season. Now this season's terrible. So Barry, I guess, was stuck in. Uh, this thing called the Speed Force, and he has to, uh, that was loud, uh, he has to, uh, he gets out, and it turns out this, there's like this super mastermind who figured out everything, has been watching Barry Allen from the start, and has this, some kind of a weird master plan, and it's very convoluted by the way, I bet it will, I bet it won't end right, but, uh, 
God, God damn, the show's so boring. They, they're falling into this, this thing where each character is able to do something. I mean, you have to have the nobody characters. That's what makes the show work. The characters who are just there. You know? Instead, they're just making everyone purposeful, but it doesn't make sense. For instance, Iris. She, sir, Iris is uh, Flash's uh, love interest in this show, and she serves absolutely no purpose other than being the love interest. And they try to make her, and this is what this is where the show fails. They try to make her um, of use, but she really has no skill other than googling things. I mean, I'm in the fucking season two when she started like trying to help Team Flash. She's just Googling shit. And now it seems like she's like the main leader of the group, which is ridiculous. It doesn't work well. It's just so forced. And it seems like Iris is the main villain because every time Barry's trying to do something, which he's in right, I think this is just bad writing. It turns out she's wrong. Like, he's been for four years fighting crime and, like, outsmarting people and shit like that. And, uh,. I guess, like, at this one point, this one episode, which I actually did like, uh, they're trying to figure out who the main bad guy is, and, um, he, and, uh, Flash has a gut instinct that thinks that this one guy's the Flash, I mean, uh, this one guy's the, uh, main villain, and Iris, and, with, and up to this point, Iris has been doing this the entire season, she's all like, yeah, you're wrong, Barry, you're so wrong, I'm just, just cutting him down, and saying something like, it's obviously you're afraid of the wedding that we're about to have, and da da da, just just random bullshit, you know. And uh, it just doesn't make sense with the character they've written because she doesn't seem like a a bullshit character. They've written her to be a strong woman, very intellectual, but the shit she pulls is so stupid. It's like, oh yeah, obviously you're wrong, uh, Barry. I mean, I know you've been right all this time, but this time you're wrong, you know. And it it, it just doesn't work out well. You know, they just, in in trying to write a character to be strong-willed, you you made a character just for the point of um, I don't know, moving the plot forward, you make her do these stupid things, which comes out dumb, you know, in the end. Because wasn't she smart a second ago? Now she's stupid, just because. I mean, that's just stupid. But there you go. So, um, uh, let's see here. What about the Flash? Um, they got this one guy, Elasta guy. Uh, he's stupid. Uh, I guess when he's like made of rubber or something like that, and that's his power. I don't know. The show's really gotten shitty. I mean, the first season was so good. Everything moved in a certain way, and I mean, it had ups and downs. You had heart and everything like that. You had. You had good action, you had good villain, you had good character dynamics, and then after that, they kind of rehashed the same thing to the point where now on season four, they've repeated so many themes and things that they don't know what to do with themselves. In fact, that what they should do is start killing people off and replacing them, if anything. But they love these characters, these actors and actresses, so they can't, so the writing fails. I don't know what to say. But that is my thoughts on The Flash. I really love this show, but pff, there you go. Um, that's it for now. So my recording is of uh, a podcast.
podcast of uh, not podcast. I'm gonna review uh, Man of Steel because I just watched it. You know, that needs that needs to happen now before I forget. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Man of Steel. I have to say, I watched this movie when it first came out. First showing. And I'm not a big Superman fan. Although I do own comics of Superman. To read them just for the stories. I'm not a fan. I always, I always lean toward Batman. Uh, I'm a Batman fan more than anything. And um, Superman is so-so. I always thought he was only good inside of stories like Justice League stories. You know, He's more of a, a force of nature. Something to... Um, to talk about, but not really seen. I mean, like, what can you do with a character who is, like, pervious to everything? You know, super strong, super powerful. But um, there are some good stories in which, you know, it's difficult for him, things like that. But still kind of hard to do. Such a character, you know, all-powerful. Real rough. So, one thing I liked about the show. Oh, this is spoilers. I'm not going to do a spoiler free because this movie's been out for like how many years? Let's see here. Wow. When did this come out? 2013. So this is 2017. So give it about four years. Yeah, four years. That's not bad. All right. So, cool thing about Man of Steel is that they don't explain anything. They just give you a raw story, and uh, they don't ex they don't give you exposition. Like, for instance, when it first starts, you know, you got your um, Superman's dad. They're introducing you to Superman's dad, and he's like giving birth. Not he's not giving birth, but he's helping his wife give birth to Superman. You know, and then he tells this whole like I guess the government, hey, look, our world's gonna die. We uh, harnessed the power inside of our planet. Plants could die, and then they show that the people don't care because they're so complacent in their lives, and that's like a, like it resonates with you because that's how we are now. We were just complacent with life, you know. So if you decided to go and do something like harness the power of the Earth's core, really, you wouldn't care as long as it doesn't really affect you. I guess that's what happened on Krypton. That happens, and then Zod comes in, and he starts killing everybody. And he's like, look, we got to save our planet. So they're both... So in that, right there, you have two good people, almost. Eh, not two good people, but you have two people trying to do the same thing. One's trying to save the world. They're both trying to save the world, but they're going about it differently. One guy's like, hey, look, our world's dead. Let's just let the children of the world survive and uh, thrive. And then Zod's like, let's just... Uh, work on the people we have now and let's you know he's trying to keep the status quo he's trying to keep all the people on krypton alive and if that doesn't work he's going to decide who lives and who dies like he's like okay well these people are contributed to krypton staying strong and the other people and you know he'll just kill who he thinks who should live dies and I guess warrior class will stay strong whatever so that goes down and uh, they shoot um, you know uh, Kal-El into Earth you know they find a planet where Kal where Clark Kent or Superman's gonna be all super powerful 
And they do this because, hey, man, they ain't going to be there to raise him. I guess they only had enough materials to just create a ship just for him. Or more of a, like on this viewing, I was thinking, maybe it's more of a, not a spiritual, but a philosophical thought, you know. All the people there that are on Krypton now, they're just shitty people. And so they don't deserve to live, I guess. And, um, you know, they let their newborn kid, who's the first of his kind in the last hundred years, their first to be born, just to be born. You know, they I guess they did this thing where for like the last hundred years, they were just, you know, genetically engineering people. And um, so everyone's all fucked up. And uh, what's cool about that is they don't say any of that. It just happens. Like, Superman's born, they say, hey, we're all dead because we suck. And they let him live, and they send him to Earth. And they don't explain what what a lot of shit is, like the Codex, which looks like a skull, and I guess it has all the race of all the Kryptonians that ever will be, I guess. And then from that, they, they uh, make babies out of that. I don't know how. They don't really explain it. But that's okay. You don't have to explain everything for a movie to be good. And that's what this movie does so well. It just doesn't give a fuck about explaining. It just ex does the story. And you think to yourself, you know, man, that's shitty. You know, you didn't explain the, the movie. Uh, you don't need to. You, it's one of those things where you just kind of figure it out. Now, it's not too vague in the sense of drawing a white streak across a white canvas and that says that's art or hammering a nail into some kind of a painting and saying that's struggle, you know? It's no, it's just a story and shit's happening and it's up to you to figure out why it's happening. You know? I, I mean, that's way better. I, if you disagree with me, uh, you know, Twitter me at the uh, podcast for me. And um, yeah, it didn't gross that much money, this movie. And another cool thing is, um, when they do Superman's story, the main story, they don't really um, demonstrate from beginning to end how he was and how he got there. They, they show Superman in context of, here's this guy, he's living life, and what he does with life. And then he has flashbacks of his past. Not necessarily saying, um, this is how Superman was. It's more of, of how he learned the lessons he learned throughout life. I think that's a better narrative than um, just spoon-feeding you. Oh, yeah, he was born here. This is what happened. Yada, yada, yada. Um, more about explaining is um, Clark Kent finds... Um, give me a second. He finds his, um, like, a ship like a, from back in the day. And he uses some kind of a crystal or some kind of a device. Like, he's holding this, like, big giant S in his hand puts it into the the ship and it creates a suit for him right they don't explain how a superman suit was this there and this was one of the criticisms of the movie you know shit's just happening no one, no one understands why but it's cool because here you got this alien race and he gets to this planet i mean planet he gets this ship he inserts this kind of weird crystal thing and all of a sudden it creates a suit for him and, I mean, it could be argued that it uses nanotechnology or whatever. But, I mean, you don't really have to question much because here you got a race of people who harness the power of their own core, uh, their own planet's core. They uh, make spaceships. They make uh, 
ships that can change worlds. They know what black holes are. You don't really need to explain how they fucking created a, uh, a Superman suit. I'm just saying. They, they, in, in the story, too, they don't explain um, his powers too much. They don't explain that much about his powers. They say something to the effect of, um, you know, yeah, we, you come from a, you're, you're born from a planet has a harsh gravity, harsh environment, and things like that, and the atmosphere favors you, and he starts to fly, and they don't explain it, but who cares? It's good, you know? They give you some, and then, like, they give you a little bit, so all the nerds in the world can just kind of figure it out. That's what I thought. A lot of people hated that, but it's cool that they didn't have to explain it. You could just use your own mind um, to just figure out the story. What am I trying to write? Mind canon, you know, figuring out your own thing. That was pretty cool in comparison. In comparison to Justice League, where the whole "this is the lasso truth," what it does is make you tell the truth. I mean, that was dumb. But Savannah Steel don't do that. They just explain the story. Well, another thing that they do in this uh, movie. Is they have sub characters like they're the characters that are just there to like move the story forward. But in this movie, they explain they they make these characters real strong. Like um, they have stories to themselves that kind of layer them up. Like for instance, Lois Lane appears, and this one colonel guy comes out and he goes, "Yeah, I really didn't like that one story you made, but then after reading it, it was pretty good." All in all, in one they went. They made her, made her a character in which she can write something in which you were you're opposed to it, and you're able to, through words, understand what she was going at. I, that's how good she was, and they did that through uh, just just them talking to each other for that one couple of sentences. Meanwhile, like Clark Kent's in the background. Um, uh, another cool cool uh, sub character was. Um, What's his name? Uh, Lawrence Fisher. Perry White. He was cool. He was like a strong individual uh, who's in charge of, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Lois Lane. And he's telling her, hey, yeah, I know you saw some alien shit, but you can't post that. And uh, later it comes out, you know, he, he he's like, I can't post it because the ramifications of that. You know, I, if, I, if I post that... If I post your news story, you know, people might freak out and then I may be able to accept that, you know. But he says that point as after um, she realizes telling the truth about Superman, the American public or the Earth, like the entire planet would not accept this. Uh, which is pretty cool. I mean, that like those are just sub-characters having a conversation about real important things. And of course you got Kevin Costner as... Uh, yeah, of course, you have Kevin Costner as um, uh, Clark Kent's uh, adoptive father, and he's trying to teach uh, Clark about, you know, you gotta pick your point in which you're awesome. You know, you could be a hero, you could be awesome, but you gotta you gotta know when to do that because people right now couldn't accept that. And uh, there's a point in which uh, he dies, like he gets stuck, and I always thought that was stupid. He could, Superman could save him. But he chooses not to because his dad says not to. So there's a point in which a tornado is coming. Uh, Jonathan Kent, 
you know, Superman's dad and gets stuck. And all of a sudden, Tornado's just too close. So rather than trying to run away from death, because he couldn't run away, he's going to die. And rather than cowering in fear, he looks at his son. He knows he's going to die. and he, he does his hand. He tells him to stop. Don't try to save me. This shit was going to happen. You know, and he nods his head, no, you know, don't, don't try to save me. And he just accepts death, which is a cool thing. You know, a lot, of, a lot of characters in this movie accept death. They don't really fight it. They just accept it. You know, shit's about to happen. And do they die? No, not really. That's never John Fickett. He actually dies. And that, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, sub-characters. They really do strengthen the story. And then you have this one colonel guy. He's all like, he's, <laughs> so there's a part where um, uh, the aliens come to Earth and they're like, hey, man, we're going we're gonna to burn this, this planet to the ground unless you uh, give us uh, Kal-El, you know, Clark Kent or uh, Superman. And um, I guess Superman does this little thing where he's in the church and he's talking to a priest. That was a cool scene. Where Superman's like, look, man, the aliens are coming. I best turn myself in. But should I? People are bad, too. And then the priest says, hey, man, you just got to trust us. What you should do is take a leap of faith. Meaning, you know, just take a chance. Uh, trust comes later. Meaning, you'll understand after the fact. You'll trust us in the end. And um, he does. He surrenders himself to the humans. Humans throw him up. Like, hey, man, aliens, get this guy. So Clark Kent's there. And as they're about to take uh, Clark Kent away, they see a human that he was talking to. And I guess they're going to use her for leverage. So they want her, too. And one of the colonels is like, no, you won't. <laughs> he said that you could take the alien, but you didn't say take one of ours. And this shit looked like it was going to escalate. This guy was ready to die for this one person that he does not even know. He doesn't know he doesn't know Lois Lane, but he was ready to die, you know, for for her. And that was cool. I thought that was cool. Unnecessary, but it was awesome. It really added to the movie, I thought, in my head. She ends up giving herself up in the end anyways. And that's cool too. Um Another cool character in that movie that was uh he's just an extra character. Uh, was a scientist. He was really cool because he, he, he included exposition. Really, you needed that. Uh, yeah. Hey, if they do this, they're going to destroy the planet. You know, that kind of thing. And it was pretty cool that at the very end of it, there's a point where um, they're, the planet's going to explode unless they ram this ship into another ship. And they're having trouble putting this crystal into this device and uh, it looks all bad, but then the scientist guy kind of looks at it, and he's like, oh, it just needs to be pushed in harder, I guess. And then he gives up his life doing that. Know this. Uh, they were sending uh, the bad guys to the Phantom Zone. So in my he own head, I think to myself, they survived in the Phantom Zone. And uh, Fiora, the main bad guy lady, gets with the colonel guy because they hated each other and then become friends. I always wanted that to happen. So if you're listening to this podcast, you haven't made Superman 2, make that happen. Make that right. <laughs> get those two together. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about those two. I want them to get together. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, let's see here. General. Awesome. Strengthening. It was cool um, when Super... Okay, so they get to a point where they're going to turn the planet Earth into Krypton, which will kill everybody. And uh, Superman has to go to the Indian Ocean to destroy that planet reactor, which was pretty cool. And, uh, oh man, I should shut the windows. I hear cars passing by. Oh, wow. And, um, he goes to destroy this world engine, which creates an atmosphere which lessens his power. And that just shows you how awesome Superman is. He just goes past, past his limits and destroys that thing. And then, uh, I mean, that literally could have been Brainiac because it had like little hands kind of like Brainiac. That would have been cool if they did that. Hopefully Superman 2 brings Brainiac into it. That'd be dope. Um, yeah. They defeat the bad guys and all this. And um, at the very end of it, it looks like everything's going to like be bad, right? And Lawrence Fishburne... With Perry White, he's stuck where there's these build like all of New York is getting destroyed, right? And there's a part where Perry White looks at this one lady who's trapped inside these this this part where there's build uh, rubble, and they're gonna die. Basically, they think they're gonna die, and Perry's trying to save her, but shit, he can't. And just as like it looks like they're about to die, Perry kind of looks at her and gives that kind of "We're gonna die, but I'm here with you." So you're not going to die alone. He could have ran away and still died. But he chose not to. And that was, that was pretty cool. It was like not only a Superman heroic, everyone else is too. They don't die, of course. You know, I mean, that, that was pretty cool. Let's see. So, um, at the very end of it, all the bad guys are done. And... Um, Zod wants to throw down. And, uh... Zod comes down, he's like, shit, you killed everything. All the bad guys are done, and uh, Zod's like, hey, look, you destroyed everything. You know, he was genetically born to just save Krypton. And he was trying to. He was trying to turn turned another planet into Krypton. He was trying to mass-produce Kryptonians. I mean, this guy was just trying what he could do. And, but, he, I mean, it was all wrong in the end. But at least he was trying. I mean, what a layered bad guy. He was just doing what he had to do. Makes sense, right? Um, one part that they don't explain is... Uh, when the Phantom Zone gets initiated, like they uh, they created this uh, bomb that creates a like a, a singularity, right? And it becomes a black hole, and all the Kryptonians get sucked up in there. And Superman, as he's flying away, does he get sucked up? And I was I was like, how come she's not getting sucked up? Only only uh, Superman doesn't make sense. But that's cool. I mean, they didn't explain that. But that's cool. There was it was kind of like um, you could look at that and say it was Superman's will that kept him there, and that's cool. But it's something you don't have to really say out loud. It'd be kind of dumb, and loses the point if they would have said, "How did he survive?" Well, he used his willpower to stay behind. It would sound tacky. But if you do it in the way they did, it's kind of like 
you you feel that Superman's will kept him there, but it's not said, so you don't really know. And that's the only way you can make that work. Um, lots of kisses. First kiss. <laughs> There's one cool part where um, Superman kisses Lois Lane for the first time. And it doesn't make sense because they've only spent like maybe 20 minutes together. And But they kiss and it, it's pretty cool. And um, Lois goes, you know... After the first kill, kiss, it's downhill from there. And then Superman goes, that's only applies to humans, kind of thing, you know. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> I don't have to explain why. But at the moment, them kissing worked out so well. They, uh, I don't know, you just accept it. And if you don't, you're weak sauce. You're overthinking it. So... At the very end of it, Zod becomes a badass. He figures out all the powers that Superman has. And it took Superman, what, 30, 40 years to figure it out? It took Zod, like, a day. And uh, they go to fight one, like, last battle, right? And uh, they're fighting, and Zod keeps having the upper hand. And... Um, at one part, you know, Zod says, you know, uh, I was bred to fight. And where'd you learn how to fight? A farm? He says it all, like, angrily. And uh, <laughs> that was a great scene. And uh, they fight, and Zod takes it to space. Like, they fight, and they go all the way into space. And they get fucked up there. And it seems like Zod's is getting better and better at fighting. I mean, if you're watching the fight, Zod's is number one. Hmm. At the very end of it, somehow Superman lands and puts his hands around Zod in a way where he's kind of choking him. And uh, Zod's all like... He picks out a random family and he lasers at him. And he does it very slowly. In an earlier scene, Zod gets the power to do lasers and he's whipping his head around and he's shooting lasers everywhere. And But the, for some reason... At the very end of it, he's shooting these lasers at the at this family, but he's doing it slowly. And he says it out loud. He goes, hey, look, man, I'm never going to stop. If you value these people, I'm going to kill every single one of them. And he's slowly about to kill them. And Superman kills them. And people got pissed. Like, what the fuck? Why did you do that? Well, Superman needed to. I mean, in that respect, they got to a point where Zod's a badass. He's going to kill his family and other people. And Superman just had to do what he had to do. Because Superman will never be a match for this guy. I mean, this guy just got kept getting better. He was genetically engineered to do that. You know, and Superman just couldn't do it. So he had to kill him. And that works, I think. But more to the point, I think that Zon gave him that chance. He was like, hey, you're going to have to make a choice. It's uh, you either going to let me live and let me do my thing or you're going to have to kill me. Because he slowly shot them lasers out at that family. He could have killed them, but he didn't. And, you know, I mean, something to be said about that. Zod really wasn't that much of a bad guy. He was just trying to do what he was genetically engineered to do. And that's cool. That's a cool kind of bad guy. Because he's a little bit layered. He's not just bad because he's bad. You know, uh, his parents did something to him. That's why he did it, you know. No, he's just bad because he needed to be bad. He was born that way. And that's pretty cool. And Superman had to kill him. Shit was intense. And um, 
And that's it. All, all I have for that. That's my review on Superman and the Steel. Hey, you know what? If you have any thoughts or concerns, you can uh, email me at uh, podcastforme at gmail.com or you can Twitter at me at, the, at podcast for me. Facebook, same thing. Podcast for me. All that good stuff. I'm on the SoundCloud. Rate me on the iTunes if you can. I'm on iTunes. Give me a five star. Just do it. Just get there. If not, give me one star. Let's do this. So I got some more things to shoot the shit about with you guys. Talking about, you know, all sorts of stuff. And I was like, um, let's see here. I wrote some notes down. Uh, so I was listening to my other podcasts, just trying to reshape how I do things in a, in a way. Like, uh, I think that's how I sharpened my sword, if it were. It's a double-edged sword. I'm using a lot of blade terminologies here. Because what I do is I listen to my previous podcasts, and I, fi- I, I kind of write notes down. And I try to figure out a better way of doing it, you know, shooting the breeze. Not breathing as hard. I breathe a lot, I know. <laughs> I've said that before. And uh, that's cool, and I, I come up with things. So I write notes down, and but also I, I I forget to write some things down in the way of I say one thing, and I didn't complete the thought, or I didn't um, better explain my terminology because I have a terminology in my head, and I'll say it out loud, and uh, doesn't really um, uh, how do I explain it. it, it it, the message isn't conveyed because in my head I understand what I'm talking about, but you, the listener, if you're not me, then you probably don't understand. Or maybe you heard the term. I'm not. I'm not saying that you're dumb, but I'm just, you know. Just, okay, good example. I said the pendulum. Uh, there was one where I was talking about uh, feminism and you know men and women and uh, being sexist and all that and then I, I was saying the pendulum's gonna sw- was one way and then it swung all the way the other and I just kept on going and I didn't really expen- <laughs> explain what I meant by that so what I meant by uh, a pendulum swinging so a pendulum is like this uh, I don't, uh, it, it's like this uh, I guess a blade if anything or like a ball held by a stick and you hold you, you, you hold it like or a string and you hold it all the way on one end and like to the right and you let go and it swings all the way to the left and back to the right and then back to the left and I mean you could google pendulum and figure that out but what I meant by that is um, if it went uh, the way that women have been treated all these years has been swung one direction for, for centuries you know like uh, you know they can't vote and things like that and they're, they're uh, like in other country, in other countries, you can kind of still see the remnants of this old way of thinking, like trading women for donkeys and shit like that. You know, women really have been treated kind of poopoo caca uh, back in the day. You know, and that's for a long time. And I would say, say uh, you would say that uh, treating women was holding the pendulum all the way to the left, and then slowly it was let go. And it's going to swing all the way back to the right. And what I meant by that was I figured that men will become a second-class citizen. I mean, you've seen it now, but this, these kinds of things take maybe 100, 200 years because it took a while for women to vote in America, you know, from the birth of America to, you know, the 19, what, 60s, 50s. 
I don't know what episode of Quantum Leap that was. <laughs> That's all I knew about it. But yeah, women's suffrage, you know. That means the ability to vote, not their suffering. But um, it took a while for that to go down, you know. So, I, I mean, I just I just think to myself, you know, the, the, the way we held women back, it might go the opposite direction, you know. Like, uh, uh, maybe men haven't figured this out and so they're all that is evil and why should they vote and things like that I mean eventually that's the narrative that's going to be pushed that's how it kind of feels like in this day and age um, which kind of segues into another topic I was thinking about and I'll, I'll kind of link these two together um, men need a proxy when they're discussing things uh, now I have to uh, let me explain that so it seems to be um, like more and more uh, as men like explain things, uh, they get kind of, kind of ridiculed, and uh, you kind of pick out things that they say. So they have a whole entire sentence, but you pick out one word out of context, and you're like, "Well, he said this one word, and uh, therefore he's racist, sexist, or a bigot, or something like that." Or you know, biased or something like that, you know, and then you kind of like take away what the guy was trying to say, uh, what would be a good example, uh, you could say something like, uh, yeah, I really, uh, don't have a good example, was it men kill people in war? And you can then say, oh, he says he, all men kill people in war. But no, you, you just added all. And you took the word men. And you took the whole sentence, but you just added the word all to it. You know, that actually happens quite a bit when you're having a conversation with somebody. They'll say, you never do this, or you always do this. Like a like a infinite kind of thing, you know. But reality, people don't always do something or uh, never do something. Like kind of like once in a while, like do you know, people are more complex than something as simple as men are always evil, you know. Like, take Bill Cosby, man. He did some hardcore shit, right? He, uh, you know, raped a bunch of women, you know, not maliciously, as we know. I mean, he, he drugged them and, you know, and got down with them. And uh, that's pretty shitty. And at the same time, he did things like he uh, funded colleges for black people. And I can't believe my phone just kind of turned on. And then, um, I mean, he probably donated a bunch of money. He's done a bunch of things, you know, in the black community, you know, raising awareness and things like that. And, uh, yeah, he did some bad shit and he did some good shit. But it seems to be, you know, the narrative is, uh, you know, he always did bad shit, you know, just because of the one thing. And uh, bringing it back to the point of uh, men need a uh, proxy. It seems to be that you got the guy explaining things. They have they have these things, bro science and mansplaining, where a guy is explaining something, and although his point is valid, it seems to be if you if you talk to a woman who who's feminist or biased or whatever, and she listens to that, like because I just read the comments on on these YouTube videos of like uh, men, what is it, men crushing social justice warriors, but they don't say it that way. They say like social justice warriors owned. You'll have a guy talking, and then it's like, um, you'll see a comment, and it's usually a woman, 
it'll just say something to the effect of, uh, yeah, this guy's just mansplaining, or this guy's bro science in, or or this guy he doesn't understand, and da 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 da, and um, I mean, although his point was valid, and he he could quite literally be talking about math, one plus one is two. And she goes, no, it isn't, you know. Yeah, whatever. He doesn't understand math. He's just trying to explain uh, variables of numbers that could come together equaling another number. And, I mean, that sounds very convoluted way of understanding 1 plus 1 is 2, but that's what people do. I mean, you got a guy... So you got these, you got these. So you're on a college campus, right? And you you post these posters, and they're not hate speech or anything. It's just like, hey, do this. Communism is great. I don't know, something like that. Whatever, whatever it is. And then you got some other guy, and rather than putting another poster up, like that, that's the way you would combat this, like in a right way. You would you put a poster next to it, and like Chewbacca lives or something like that, or fuck this poster right here, and you just point to it, or something. No, he rips it down, you know? I mean, because that's the easy way out, right? I mean, you, this dude took time, put his thoughts out there, and put it on a poster, and put it on the, uh, for everyone to see. I mean, it, takes a lot, it doesn't take a lot of work, but it did take work in this day and age. You know, an age where uh, you could order groceries over the internet, with the tap of a button on your phone, I mean, that could happen. You could order anything off of Amazon. Uh, and uh, you got a guy who actually went on his computer, probably photoshopped some things, looked up some things, and he put himself out there, or she put himself out there with a message out there, a poster. And some asshole comes around and just rips it down. Because rather than try to combat, like, information with information, you went and just tore it down. I mean... It's is as if if someone had a argument. They said uh, women shouldn't vote. You punched them in the face because you just stop. You effectively instead of having a discussion, you effectively stop them from talking. Same thing with a poster. Instead of just like letting that poster talk and try to combat it with you know your opposing point and let the person decide whether or not who's right and wrong, you just took it out. Might as well just. I mean, with that kind of thinking, I mean, I mean, women wouldn't be able to vote. I mean, as as, as soon as people were trying to fight for that, you just punch them. But now the narrative is swung. So you you back in the day, you had women not being <laughs> back to the pendulum. You had women not able to vote. People argued and tried to stop these people, and eventually, you know, people decided that women should vote because they're equals, and that's a true thing. And so. The pendulum has swung all the way on the other end. Now you've got things where people are trying to say things like, I don't know, uh, Trump sucks. And then you would tear that poster. Or Trump Trump rules. That, that That's actually more of a, a thing I could see working. So you say Trump wants to make America great again, right? You put that poster up there, whether or not it's true or not. And if you tore that down, you're no different than the people punching them women for uh, women's suffrage, meaning, you know, voting. I mean, if you wanted to combat that truly, and in the right way, you would then post how, you know, make America great, but it, it's already great, you know, we don't have slavery anymore, things like that. I mean, if you want to make America great, like, what, the 60s? I mean, you just, I don't know, you would just point out the, the, fall, the fallacy of that. But that's not what's happening now in America. Now we're just we're just so we're so used to pressing buttons and things happening. 
Shit, you can't even turn the key in your fucking car anymore. You can just press a button and your car starts, you know? Hey, shit, you can't even be bothered to put a key in a hole, twist it to open a door. I mean, that's how lazy we've gotten. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against it, you know? I'm not the same. I'm just, I'm just bringing that to light. I mean, we're get, life is just getting easier and easier to do things. We're doing less and less, you know, as a people. And uh, here you got the, these people now that have growing up in a world where shit is getting easier and easier. So they don't have time to discuss things. They don't have time to debate. You know? It seems to be... God damn it, Bixby. Seriously? With this? <laughs> I don't know why my, my phone's doing that. Let me get it away from me. Maybe it hears me use a combination of words and creates the word Bixby. I don't know. But, um... Where's my train of thought? So, like... Yeah, you look, you're growing up in an easy world where people don't want to debate ideas. And that's where... <laughs> The freedom of speech is, and I think we're losing a kind of America that shouldn't be lost. I mean, in the world of um, ideas, and ideals, and, and thoughts, I mean, you don't want to crush those. If someone has an opposing point like Trump rules, I mean, it should be an open debate thing. Now, I, I know in other previous podcasts I've said, you know, what's the point in arguing? Sometimes there is no point in arguing. Some people are just uh, reserved to follow a certain path and no matter what you say they're just going to stick to their guns and that's true too so uh but at the same time if everyone just opens their mind uh the true ideal will win you know like for instance you know women voting i mean we eventually just figured that out it isn't like they fought a war and now they could win and uh vote it's just uh ideas you know people people came up with stuff you know they they figured it out you know they figured this was a better way to go about it, and uh, I think that's uh, that's what needs to happen. You know, uh, we really need to open our minds a little on, when we talk to each other, and not just just discount somebody. You know, when somebody says Black Lives Matter, you've got the quick uh, one about white people; their lives matter too, and um, you know, you got that and. You don't just try to listen to what they're saying, you know, and then maybe you can try to, I don't know, change your mind about the whole Black Lives Matter, you know, because, you know, you, you're thinking, hey, I, I hear what you're saying, but it's like you're dis, disavowing all the other races, too, because they matter, too, so it's kind of almost uh, defamatory, you know, and uh, maybe have a discussion at that level, but uh not just like dis discount them and say oh yeah fuck those guys or yeah of course and um have a bit of a conversation redesign the whole motto like stop police brutality on black people i mean that's really what your message was at that time cuz that shit was kind of going down you know um yeah that's my thought but um, as I was watching these videos with the social justice warriors uh, failing, you should YouTube them, uh, I noticed a couple things. Give me a second here. I noticed that they, um, damn. yeah, they, um, eh, I'm supposed to take my supplement because it's going to mess up my uh, order. Eh, you guys don't need to know that. Yeesh. Anyways, uh, you know, so these guys are talking and they're explaining certain things and ideologies that that, that are kind of true. Oh wait, I already talked about that. I should have crossed that out. But I, I really do think that if 
if it was a woman saying their thoughts. So I think really this is what needs to happen. These social justice warrior guys, or no, the guys who are trying to go against them, like was that Ben Shapiro and all those guys, whatever the fuck, they should get with a lady who has the same kind of ideologies and like, I don't know, work together. That way, when the woman, when a woman's looking at the, the video or the speech or whatever, she feels that she's represented. Because as a man explaining um, how your ideologies are wrong, it's kind of hard for a woman to be like, hey, yeah, no, this guy's an asshole. Because you got to understand, you know, women have been oppressed for a bit, you know, and you still kind of have that going on a little bit, not as much as before. I mean, I know that the media tries to blow it out of proportion. But that still is there. That stain is still there, you know. So when a woman's listening to a guy expl explain, you know, statistics like, you know, um, inequality of uh, pay between men and women, and explaining statistics like, you know, hey, yeah, it's really not so much as they're not getting paid the same. It's just that more men go into overtime and they work these dangerous jobs in comparison to women. You know, he's throwing out these statistics. Women don't want to hear those statistics. In fact, they're thinking he's lying, if anything, and they don't want to believe that. They want to believe their, their, the statistic they never really Googled. But, I, I mean, nowadays it's kind of convoluted to Google shit like that now because if you can find a statistic for uh, women making the same amount of money as men... And you can also Google the reverse. They're not making as much, you know. And, uh, you know, that whole thing right there is is tricky and not being a real true conversation. They really should get those stats out and they really should have them out laid bare. And in real acknowledgement from both uh, genders, both men and women. I mean, like, I hate to say it, but that needs to happen because it, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work, the, the nature of truth. I mean, I say... I say one thing is one plus one, and that equals two, and then you say, no, not really, because he's saying it, you know. <laughs> if the woman would have said that too, it would have worked, but it gets convoluted when you start throwing out stats, you know. You're like, oh yeah, 80% of this, and 20% of that, and it gets all very c confusing, and um, I guess the brains start turning off, or they just don't want to listen, you know. That's why I think uh, women should be the proxy for men in issues of women are equal, you know, or things like that. When you're trying to explain to a, a group of women, hey, you know, your feminism is too strong, it's too hate Haiti, you know. It's like you're not working for for equality, you're working for destroying men. That's what you're doing. That's not feminism at all. Because, yeah, feminism was born for equality, you know. It's not fair for um, a girl accusing a guy of sexual assault with no proof and then you just take him down but when if, if a guy did that to a girl she's still around wait I didn't say that right I mean like if a guy sexually assaulted a girl and they didn't have proof that guy is going down and, and vice versa that girl's not going anywhere like something about my, her Mariah, Mariah Carey did that and that's not going anywhere because we all know we're not equal you know, and I mean, if you have feminism, you want to fight that fight, go for it. But in reality, we're just not equal in that way. I mean, a woman could straight up grab some balls, you know, and a guy's not gonna—he's not gonna really like, hey, well, what the fuck's your problem, you know? Maybe, but he's not gonna, you know, make a big deal about it. And that's just the way it is. 
and uh, that's a different issue completely. I mean, yeah, I, I I really don't think that that that's an argument that's actually happening. But psh, I digress. Um, let's see here. Another thing I don't like about the music uh, music videos, the social justice warrior videos, that you know they uh, they're pretty cool because <clears throat> it's like a contrast to the narrative in the media. You know, you got the uh, people fighting for um, racism by saying uh, things are racist. You know, like you know, just getting rid of Christmas because. You know, there's other religions, rather than just having Christmas and all other religions do their thing as well, or, I don't know. Like, you got these videos, and it's cool because you got, you know, people trying to explain, you know, uh, people are so superficial, they're taking something out of context and turning it into something it's not. Like, if a comedian was, like, telling a joke, hey, blah, blah, blah. And I thought that was gay. Bah! You know? And then uh, the narrative, narrative would be, oh, that guy hates gay people, obviously. Because you know, I'm triggered, you know? And, that, and that's, that, that's our culture now as it is in the year 2017. You know, people just very triggered. That's a word. In, in the sense of, like, you know, you say one word and that turns you into, like, a, that that thing, you know, like, uh, you say gay, you're, you're obviously homophobic, you talk about terrorists being Muslim, oh, you're Muslimophobist, whatever, and, um, some of these videos are pretty cool, they, uh, you got, you got the, you usually, it's usually college campuses, is the, that's the main thing of these videos, really, college campuses, because you got these young people, or for the first time, or by themselves, out amongst their peers, creating these echo chambers of uh, thoughts like hey yeah do this yeah you know men are evil white men are evil white people are evil you know appropriation you know black people were suffering 400 years ago so they deserve money now you know because their ancestors were oppressed I mean this is a thing you know like a group of people they're just uh, talking to each other and coming up with this and uh, uh, creating a group you know, and they're just kind of just growing a bad idea. It, it's just growing, you know. They just grow these uh, bad ideas. And they just reaffirm each other. Yeah, man. Yeah, black people had it bad too. Another guy go, yeah, black people had it bad too. We should blame white people today. Yeah, we should blame white people today. So they just keep going and going and going. Strengthening each other's opinion. Sharpening the sword, as it were. Uh, you know why I never finished that original thought in the beginning when I said it's a double-edged sword. Listening to myself does create a, a bit of an echo chamber because you do, although I'm trying to refine how I do this podcast, I I hear what I'm saying and I'm like, yeah, that sounds right. But in reality, I still haven't finished the thought. You know, like I just did. But anyways, let me let me go back to these videos. So like they, they got these, um, they, they got the video where, the, where in the colleges they'll say something like, uh, you don't believe men and women are equal, da 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 da. And then you got the uh, guy up there. It's usually a guy, and uh, they should have more women video. They do have them, but not as much. It's more, not as prevalent. It's uh, you got the guy. He explains the the reason why they're wrong. 
or a counterpoint to whatever the person's saying. You know, and what, what I do hate is when they talk fast. That's one thing. When you're talking so fast, it feels like you don't have a good grasp of what you're what you're saying. I mean, that's the impre- impression that people would get. You know, you you're not win. Like I think Sam Harris said something to that effect. Like if if you're explaining something to somebody and they don't understand your point, then you're not you as the uh, not explainer, but say if it's a show, uh, you're not doing a good job as a host because that the the person doesn't understand what you're talking about then it's, it's, it's you're not working you're not you're not getting the work done and i think i would take that to these 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 uh group meetings that they have here at the colleges you got the college kids or they say a question he then retorts and his his retort is fast you know most of the time these guys are just talking so fast and i get i mean yeah i get they know what they're talking about but I mean, the, the speed in which they're talking seems like they're just trying to pull a fast one. And most kids, they go off of um, feelings more more than, uh, you know, actual thoughts, you know. Like, as you're growing up, you can, you can tell I have a kid, you know, and I can just tell he runs with his feelings as opposed to with his actual thought process. In fact, it's like his feelings dictate his thoughts. And that's like... Um, uh, you should read. Well, I don't feel like reading, but you do know that reading will will make you a better person. Well, it doesn't feel like that right now. <laughs> so, like that, that's how kids are. And then as they grow up and they get in their twenties, it's the same thing, but more passionate. You know, now they can understand concepts and things, and they can well in this day and age, Google things. You know, so they have more weapons to to power them in their in the way they feel. So they, they, their feelings uh, become more more stronger than their thoughts, but now they have a louder voice and more things to say, as opposed to just you know seeing something for what it is and then discussing it. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, this guy he was talking about you know inequality of uh, women. I, I spoke about this earlier, men and women in, in the workplace. And he was talking about how statistically it's really about them working overtime and not taking as much leave because you know like if you're pregnant man you take off that 13 weeks or whatever so some people don't have the luxury of uh getting paid that much in that time they miss out on overtime and such i mean if you're a police officer you probably don't get as much overtime you know or whatever so inadvertently the men will make more money you know through that but it doesn't mean that they're getting they're earning it they're earning more because they're earning it, you know. They're not just getting it because uh, it's dictated. It's, it's people aren't there, and people are there, and the people are there. They're getting paid. This is the way it is, and uh, that's not being represented, you know. And he he was he was throwing those ideas out, but he was saying it so fast. And I and the the lady who he was arguing with seemed to just gloss over the things. Um, that he was saying, you know, he he gave a hard stat, cause he, he had he came to that meeting prepared, so he already had the stats written down for him. So it's not like he was just rattling them off, like he memorized it. I mean, like after a while he probably had, but he has the statistics right there, and um, he says it, and the person doesn't have those statistics themselves, right? They they have the ability to look these things up themselves, but they won't. Because they're they're just you know feeling it out, 
and uh, they go back and forth, and they really just don't listen to the art thing he said. And then they end the video, and it's like a shutdown, right? And, like he 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 explained his point. She didn't have nothing to say. It's done, but it's not really done because there's more to the video, and as you can see. And I think that these videos would be more powerful if they had a narrator explaining what's going down. You know, especially when, if it ends. You know, because as it, as it stands, when people are talking back and forth to each other, there really is no completion in thoughts. There's no there's no decisive victor, even though he could be right and be right even after the fact. They're just gonna keep arguing, and she's eventually gonna sit down, and nothing will be resolved. And it's just up to the to the viewer to just decide whether or not who who was right and who was wrong. I mean. And you just be, uh, I don't know, biased to whoever. Like, oh, the woman's right, and he was just mansplaining, you could just say. So, I mean, if they had a narrator in these videos. So I recommend, if you're making a YouTube video about a social justice warrior getting owned, uh, create a narrator or something like that. Narrate it. Make a podcast. I don't know. Do something. But the way you're ending these videos, guys, you're just ending it with the... Uh, with the, with the speaker just saying something and just ending it. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay, commentator. Uh, you know. Okay, so uh, yeah, I, one of these videos I saw something like an unconscious biased, and um, they said that, and uh, the lady was talking about like if you you be unconsciously biased or racist, but she said biased towards a uh, race or anything and. That's the gist of it, meaning you could be racist without even knowing it, and um, or yeah, or prejudice as it were, without even knowing it. Okay, and he says that's uh, that's impossible because if you don't know it, how are you being racist? And I mean, I I guess I guess I get I guess that that's a thing. I mean, you're right on a technicality in the sense that. Um, you're being racist and you don't know so how could you be racist without knowing so you're not really doing it but if I if I press a button and you die across the other part of the world but I don't know it I, I've effectively murdered somebody but I didn't know uh, can I be unconsciously killing people I mean that that those are things that can happen not well, I don't know about a button but you, you can't you be racist without knowing it I mean like that that really or, or is it that when you do see racism uh, you know what you're doing when you're doing it I I, I want to argue that because I usually agree with a lot of these things these people say with the they're against social justice warriors and shit like that in a social justice where what that means is a uh, just a group of people who are uh, trying to like you know fight for justice even though it, there's nothing to fight you know they're just you know creating a cause that doesn't exist you know like it's it's racist to dress up like an Indian on Halloween you know I mean that's you're fighting not the good fight you know I mean you just dressing up in Halloween on the one day you could dress up and you're turning it into a thing that it didn't need to be. That's that's your social justice warrior, not harp. That's a textbook 101. Fighting a fight that doesn't need to be fought, you know. Uh, but the the unconscious biasness, you know, the guys like that, that can be possible. And I, I I don't know, man. I mean, if if I go 
your people are really good at sports because it's a genetic thing and uh, I mean that could be I mean like if you say that I mean that could be racist in a way you know <laughs> like I mean is it good is it bad I mean saying, telling somebody that they're good at sports you know that's I, I, I once said this in an earlier podcast is that like good racism you know <laughs> but um, it is it is biased because you, you, you are saying one thing about a group of people and all because you didn't think of anything to it that I uh, oh, I gotta get that dog let me pause this I had to get my dog because it was uh, outside <sighs> alright so yeah like like you can you can be biased in a way without even knowing it you know I guess, I guess man cause like if if you said something to the effect of like yeah, those people, they always do bad things. That's racist. Like, I actually knew um, a lady who said, yeah, I don't trust those kinds of people. And she re- was referring to black people. Now, if you were to ask her if she's racist, she'd said, no. No, I'm not racist. But that is racist. So, I mean, like, <laughs> that's... I guess unconscious racism, right? No, because she, she's not conscious of it. It's not like she's lying, you know. She really did believe that she wasn't racist, but she did say a racist thing. Uh, one woman I knew, she said, um, look at that black guy. Why is he smiling, you know? <laughs> He's black, didn't you know it? He made a joke, but that was racist. And if you were to ask her, is she racist? Uh, she would say no. Um, but then again, is she racist? I mean, she did make a joke about a, a person. That was a joke in context. And uh, if she saw a black person that needed money, um, she would she would lend that black person money. I mean, that's I mean, that's a tricky thing. And people are very complex, as well as the problems that we create. This whole racism thing, like I mean, there's I guess your shades of gray. You know, you can be racist in the way that you, that you talk. Um, but does that really make you racist if you are able to talk to them? You know, like you could, you can make fun of like black people, and then at the same time, you know, you could have adopted a black kid, you know, <laughs> or you could be uh, Asian, you know, and, and be racist against Asians. But in the sense, like you know, those Asian people are so stupid, that kind of thing. But then, you know, you're hanging out with Asians all the time, you know, and. Um, you're eating their food, and uh, maybe you joined a club to be more Asian-y, you know, but then you make those jokes, that makes you racist, but not, I mean, I think people are so caught up and trying to make life so easy that they're even trying to create ideologies or or shape their ideologies in an easy way, like, um, you say this, you're racist, if you say this, you're, you're prejudiced, if you do this, you're just a bad guy. But people are more complex than that, you know. They're very layered, like an onion. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you, you know, you're racist, you're bad, you're good, you're evil. I mean, people are very complex. And uh, sometimes some things need to be measured and made easy. And other things, you know, you, you got to have a bit of a discussion, you know. Are you really racist? I mean, if as you make that joke about black people, but then... You are hanging out with this black dude all the time, 
and you're having a great time and I know for a fact if that guy was hanging on the side of a building you'd help him you know but then you got the KKK you got the black person hanging on the side of a person building you just let him go you know that's racism hardcore but you know we like to just label things racist and sexist you know you say something like men and women aren't equal when it comes to lifting weights does that make you sexist for saying that comment? But then you like women. You get it on with them and everything. Uh, you value their intelligence. You value their, their nurturing. You know, is that... How is that sexist? If, you, if you're valuing them more in one aspect than the other. I mean, I mean uh, it's a pie chart. A person's like a pie chart of things, you know. We're the same size circle, but different things are in there. Uh, that was a good analogy, man. Fucking put a pin on that one, you know? <laughs> um, Connor. Uh, hmm. One thing I saw was how come when a comedian says something like, ah, well, okay, scratch this. I'll, I'll pose it this way. When you watch a movie, say, like The Avengers, and that guy, uh, Middleston, Thor or Loki, I mean, he goes and that actor portrays a character who kills a bunch of people. And um, how come he doesn't go to, go to jail? Well, it's, he was acting in a movie, you know. So he doesn't go to jail because he's acting. How come when a comedian, when they're out doing their stand-up, and um, they can be gay, but they make fun of gay people? How come they're homophobic? How come a comedian's not allowed to be whatever he wants to be on the stage? He could say faggot or whatever. Well, because, um, what's his name? Tracy Morgan said faggot. He said that if his kid was gay, he would kill the little faggot or some shit like that, right? He's a comedian. But you have a movie in which um, Robert De Niro bites this one lady and in Cape Fear, and like I think he kills her, and he doesn't go to jail. He doesn't get ridiculed. In fact, he's he's well like well known and well respected. But Tracy Morgan makes a joke on the stage, and he's he's a, he's a homophobic guy and who wants to kill his kid. I mean, he was just saying a joke on stage. He doesn't really want to kill his kid, and he doesn't really hate gay people. He just said a joke on stage. But yet, we're gonna we're gonna make him apologize, threaten his career, because of what he did on the stage. But Robert De Niro gets away with it. I mean, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger kills a bunch of people in the movie Terminator. I don't fucking arrest him. I don't think he's a fucking robot because I understand the difference between he's on stage and he's not a robot. Uh, I mean, well, stage, I guess, or he's acting. He's not really a robot. How come when a comedian does it, it's it's bad? How come, how come actors get the go-ahead? And that really did make sense to me when I heard that. It was Greg Fitzger Fitzman? Fitzgerald? Fitzman? He said that. You YouTube the video. He was fucking right, and a lot of people just didn't listen to him. And I felt real bad about that because I, I agree with him, like, wholeheartedly. And I want to spread his message across the ethos, I tell you. And he, he He's right. <laughs> like, actors do get a pass, and comedians don't. Um, or, see, that makes sense because it's a show. Like, I get, like, a news anchor. But even then, now, news anchors aren't really what they used to be. A news anchor used to be just news. Just repeats the shit, right? Now they have to have a personality. So when they say shit or they they do something, they they probably are not even that, you know. Like if you're on Fox News and you're 
a uh, anchor. Chances are you're probably not even a fucking Republican. You're probably a Democrat all the way without even knowing it. You're like, oh, I hate these people, these poor people, and pull yourself up with a bootstrap. Reality, you're giving to the poor and all this shit, you know. But I mean, that's I mean, that's just my thoughts on that. Um. Well, you know, I'm gonna cut this uh, podcast down. Uh, it's done. Uh, we did some things. We had some moments. We talked about some things. I will strive to do better in the next podcast always. I'm always trying hard. Because this is a podcast for me, as well as it is for you. So, uh, if you want to reach me, you can get me on the Twitter podcast for me or at podcast for me on Twitter uh, Facebook same thing podcast for me and my email podcast for me at gmail.com so I want everyone to, to be better as people try to listen to arguments you know like really like if someone has an opposing opinion just try to listen to what they're saying and if you don't agree with it choose not to listen unless they're in your ear ear fucking yeah that would suck fuck you yeah shut up dude that's not really an argument is it alright everybody Stay frosty.